0: Sent. destiny, plan, God is up to something, amen? Amen. 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 So as we celebrate your arrival and the beginning of your ministry, Pastor Veith, we sense this, we sense it. We rejoice today in the providence of our God. Now that's a word we don't use very often, not as often as we should, providence. It comes from a Latin root, providere, which literally means to see before. God sees everything before and then works everything according to his plan. And of course, closely related then is the word provided. God sees what we need before and he provides what we need. And we all know in moments, there are moments in life where things do seem sort of random, right, and futile and pointless, or maybe we wonder how we're going to make it through a specific season, if you would have been listening to my prayers about a year ago this time, I was saying, good Lord, what are you doing? But on days like today, we get to see God's providence at work. He had a plan all along. He always provides. And I had to learn that lesson again, as we do. But if you'd ask me today or if you'd listen into my prayers today, it's, good Lord, what are you doing? They are pregnant with anticipation, expectation. God's providence for us is so big. It is an epic, cosmic story, and yet it's also so detailed and so fine-tuned that it includes every one of us and the events of our lives, like bringing a new pastor to our church. So when we began searching for a new pastor... A certain name kept popping up. It began with my daughter, Abigail. Abby said, you know, Dad, a few years ago at college, I met this guy who's about probably about ready to graduate from this seminary, and he knew about Trinity. I was surprised. He knew about Trinity, and I think he might be good. His name is Mason Veith. And I called one of my very best buddies, uh, who's also a pastor. Many of you know him. He's been here many times, Pastor Bill Reedy from the seminary. And I said, "Hey, you know all these guys who are about ready to graduate. Anybody you think would be a good fit for Trinity?" First guy out of his mouth, Mason Veith. Another good friend of mine, Pastor Rich Heinz, used to work at Concordia University Chicago. And I was talking with him. I said, "Hey, if you remember back a few years ago in the pre-seminary program, were there any guys that you think you would recommend to us at Trinity?" Mason Veith. But then it came time to do the interviews, and the seminary sent me the list of names no Mason Veith. But the seminary placement director asked me, he said, you know, was there anybody you wanted to interview? And I said, funny you ask. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I've never met this guy, but I got to tell you, people who know him and who know Trinity keep bringing him up. His name is Mason Veith. And he said, oh, he would have been the first guy I would have put on your list, but he's not taking a call. He's going to stick around and do graduate work. But you know what? If you want, I'll I'll give him a call and see if maybe he changes mind and interview with you. Guess what? (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did. And I will tell you this, my friends. I prayed to the Lord as I went off to interview truly many fine young men who are making great pastors right now in other churches. But I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please make it absolutely obvious to me who the right man is for Trinity. Like send down a beam of light from heaven on his head or something like that. Well, it wasn't quite like that, but I will say, when I met you, it was obvious. It was obvious to Shelley too, who also had the chance to meet him. I knew immediately God has provided a pastor for us, a pastor of his providence, What our gospel reading today does is it gives us big chunks then of what God will provide for us through our pastor. Much like as Jesus sent out those disciples, this is what we pastors do. Pastor Veith, your preaching is not here, you're not here to entertain us or to simply inspire us or give us suggestions for self-improvement. You must preach repentance. We need to repent of our sins so that we can hear and know and trust the sweet mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. And you must cast out demons. When you baptize in the name of Jesus, you will rescue souls from the dominion of darkness. When you mark them with the sign of the Holy Cross, you will claim them for Christ and his kingdom. The water which you will pour on or plunge with will make them his dearly loved sons and daughters, and then from there you have to protect them. You must courageously stand in the breach and you must confront the otherwise overwhelming darkness of our evil world with the liberating, conquering, beautiful light of truth in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You must cast out the demons and all of their lies. You must set our hearts free, hearts that are enslaved to our sins and our addictions and to the defeating voice of Satan and even the self-defeating and self-loathing voices inside of us. And you must anoint us and heal us. We are sick and we are ailing, Sometimes Christ will grant our healing while we're still here on earth, but you must slather the oil on us as a sign that he will heal us, body and soul, at the resurrection. And as we make our confessions to you, and we tell you the sins that fill our mortally wounded hearts with great guilt and shame and grief, absolve us, anoint our callous hearts with the soothing, healing oil of Jesus' forgiveness. These are the things a pastor does. Ah, but then, then there is you, the man, the unique and unrepeatable Pastor Mason Vieth, with your particular gifts and passions, which are such a beautiful match to the vision that the Lord has given to us here at Trinity You love to shape faith from womb to tomb. You love young people and families and our Lutheran school. And if you haven't met him yet, I just want to tell you all, he's just an all-around good guy who loves people, who already loves us and will love us and will love those yet to come. You are a pastor of God's providence, my friend. You are an answer to our prayers. Amen? Amen? But so this is also his providence for you. Jesus sent out his 12, if you notice, with very little in their hands because they were supposed to trust God for his provision. Those who would receive their message would then provide for whatever needs they might have. Someday soon, what I hope, is you'll share with us why you felt God led you here. But here's the truth. He set aside grad work. He's leaving his family from St. Louis. And you came here in a, in a Penske truck, trusting that God's going to provide for you here. I can tell you from experience with great gratitude in my heart, the part of these people, this church is so big and so great. They're not going to just make sure that you have a paycheck and your health care benefits. They are going to love you and support you and encourage you and serve right alongside of you. They will cherish you And then in time, what's gonna happen is you will see, yes, 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 God in his providence brought you here to do great things through you, but he also brought you here to do great things for you. He is going to work out his perfect plan now for you, Pastor Veith. He'll work repentance in you. He will cast out your demons. He will heal you and your heart. And again, I can say this because I speak from experience. It's what he's done for me in this place and what he continues to do. Which brings me just, if you would indulge me, to a personal note. Because I believe that he has brought you here even for me. Because just as you notice in the gospel, Jesus sent out those disciples two by two. I am so thankful that there are two of us here again so that I can go on vacation. I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I'm actually going on vacation. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thankful there are two of us because, first of all, for their sake, they're sick of listening to me, but hopefully for your sake, but especially for my sake. Two is good. It's good for encouragement and accountability and friendship and companionship and to spur each other on so that we might be better men of God than we would be alone. I have been gifted this in the past, and I will tell you, my friend, I am so thankful God has provided a brother here again. So one more thing, and this is the ultimate thing that you will do here among us, because as I said, we all get lost sometimes wondering if life is random and meaningless and without purpose. Essentially, we all ask two big existential questions. Where do I come from, and where am I going? It is God's providence that answers this. Everything was created from the beginning in order then to journey to perfection. Our Ephesians reading teaches us this, and the Eucharist then reveals this to us each and every week. Paul said that God chose us in Christ from the beginning, the foundation of the world. Providence. God saw you. Yeah, you, not the person next to you. God saw you before he created the world. Let that sink in for a second. In fact, put your name in for the us. God chose Mason in Christ before the foundation of the world. Here's where we find our beginning. Follow me with your eyes, if you would, my friends. Here is where we're from. The God who chose us from beginning, from the creation, then, as Paul says, redeemed us and adopted us in baptism, and we became the sons and daughters of our Father. And so the baptized are gathered here today. And the baptized bring forward then these gifts of bread and wine, which... God provided for us. He gave them to us through his earth. But we bring forward these gifts of bread and wine in thanksgiving for all of his provision, including bringing us a new pastor. And with them, they become very symbols of our lives. We're placing our lives with that bread and wine here on this altar. But what you gotta know is this that it is Jesus who is the one who is actually here. He is the one offering up this Eucharist for us. We are taking our lives and placing everything into His hands because our thanks and our lives are woefully imperfect. But united to Jesus, forgiven and redeemed by him, we place everything into his hands. And so he takes us. He gathers us up here this morning. And in fact, Jesus gathers the entire creation and offers it up to the Father for the praise of his glory, says Paul. Mm, And then more. That bread and that wine that we brought forward, he provides even more. They become the body and blood of Jesus. Jesus gives them to us so that he can intimately unite us to himself, so that he can cleanse us, so that we can become holy and without blemish. We become that pure, spotless bride of Christ. Perfected. That's what we do here. He gives Himself to us. We give ourselves to Him. Friends, that's it. That's where we're going. This is our ultimate destiny. That is the plan revealed in Christ that we would be united to our God. And someday soon, as we sang in that wonderful hymn in the last verse, Jesus will return and then we, His bride, His church, will walk down the aisle to Jesus and He will consummate our union For all eternity. You want to know why you exist? Your whole existence starts there and it finishes and is completed and is perfected right here. This is what we celebrate week after week in the Eucharist as we offer the Eucharist over and over again until He comes again. And look at you. You are dressed in the priestly robes of our bridegroom because you are here in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. And in a moment, we will say to you, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. Would you look at your hands with a little bit of wonder for a moment because your hands become the very hands of Jesus. You gather our lives together and offer them up to the Father, to the glory of his praise. And then you give to us Jesus, his body and his blood, so that we can be united to him. So let's get on with it and get you installed. (laughs) Because we need you to offer this Eucharist. The first time among us of what we, we pray are countless times. Through you, in just a moment, God is going to reveal the epic destiny of the entire universe to us in just little old Elkhart. God provided you as a pastor to reveal His providence for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My friends, would you please stand and. Can